Thank you. I wanted to first thank God for allowing me to stand here before you because of the rate I was going, I should not be standing here today. I'm from a small town in Bruton, Alabama. I was not raised to be an addict, but for those who don't know, addiction does not discriminate. I was an RM for 17 years, and I even stepped into the role as a high school teacher for three years. About nine years ago, I went through a bad divorce, and my life went out of control. I was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease, which resulted in me undergoing low back surgery, and then a year later, I underwent surgery in my neck with pins, plates, rods, and screws in it. My self-esteem was at rock bottom, and I was no longer able to work. I was placed on disability, and I felt I served no purpose in life. I took pills to get up in the morning to get through the day and to get through the night. I then became under the delusion that because I was such a miserable person with no purpose in life, I would just end it. I took a shotgun and tried to end my life. As I pulled the trigger, the gun jammed. And when I shifted my head away from the barrel, the gun went off. I was not injured, but it was enough to scare the wits out of me. I made it through it, but I continued to struggle with my life. I was in such a dark place that I used drugs to numb the pain inside. My ex-husband went to prison for four years, and in the meanwhile, I struggled with raising our daughter. I was blessed with having my family and his to raise her. I lost my ex-husband this past year to drug overdose, and he was my best friend. I then decided it was time to get the law enforcement involved in my life because it was apparent that I felt the need to drive while under the influence of drugs. In March of this year, I was arrested for a DUI and convinced my family I'd done nothing wrong and the judicial system was out to get me. Exactly two months later, on May the 4th of this year, I was arrested for another DUI. But this time, it was a life-changing experience. I hit five people in a car. There were no fatalities, but it was enough to stop me in my tracks. When I was in my active addiction, I always said, leave me alone, I'm hurting no one. Point taken this time, I was now really impacting others' lives in a negative way. I was provided some time, some pondering time in the Scammy County Jail of Alabama. At this time, my family could no longer get me out. The situation I caused resulted in me facing some severe consequences. The ball was no longer in my court. It's up to the judicial system to decide my future. I now have to follow their rules, and they're no longer my rules. It's too much wrong to make a quick fix. Only time could handle this situation. While sitting incarcerated, I pleaded with God to help me in changing my life. I pleaded for his forgiveness and others' forgiveness. When my life began on the fast track of an overwhelming, of a whirlwind cycle, I just simply did not understand anything. I've now come to the conclusion that goodness can come out of any bad situation. I came to the home of grace, broken, dazed, and confused, just as everyone else had. I was unsure of what my purpose was in life and just exactly what I'd done to get myself in this situation. I now have the answer. I knew God, but I put him on the back burner. I only called on him when I needed him. As I felt used by others, I too used God, only when it benefited me. I'm generally a happy person, but I've not really been this way since I was approximately 16 years old. What happened to those 30 years in between, I cannot tell you, because I was on a roller coaster from Hades. 
I thought I had my life figured out while growing up. I was raised to be in control, be successful, be kind, hard, but to be financially independent. I was not raised with money at disposal. I was raised that if you want things in life, you have to get them on your own. I was hit with the concept that college was the only answer and nurses made excellent money. Point being, God led me in that direction because I love the feeling of I got inside when I was able to help others. I had developed a problem with that because it plagued me for years. If I could help you, then I didn't have to deal with whoever I was, whatever chaos was going in my life. I will carry that with me, but I'm learning to control it better now. I thought that I'd be leaving on November the 26th just in time for Thanksgiving, but on November the 15th, I felt, found that I, that would not be the case. The night prior to the 15th, I told some of my friends that if I found out the judge ordered me to stay longer, it was okay because I was finally at peace with myself. I don't know if anyone truly believed that, but I meant it in my heart. Because of the home of grace, Miss Littleton, the counselors, and the awesome house mother's love of helping others, I finally found my purpose in life. It is to love the Lord and allow him to walk by my side and to share with others what drugs can do to you. But how wonderful it is when you stop and rise from the gutter and be redeemed. I just want to read this to you that my daughter wrote me about a month or so ago. Now she's 14 years old. Um, she's an awesome, awesome girl. She turned 14, and I just thought this was pretty unique to be able to hear it. She says, I sure do miss you. I've seen over the last few months how I've been taking you for granted. I'm so happy the good Lord didn't call you home that night of the wreck. I probably would not have been able to live with myself. Right now I'm sitting in my room with my friend Gracie. I just got off the phone. I'm aware that you're concerned about my grades, but you should not be. On my proper support, I've made all A's and B's. Over the last year, I've learned that God has a plan for us. I think the good Lord took Daddy home for you and me. Just so I would actually become stronger and be a better person. The reason he took him for you was a wake-up call. My father, your husband, died. He was cold with no life whatsoever running through him. Why? You masked because of drugs. And I want you to stop, change friends, and do something. I love you so much, and my wishes is for you to come out of that place a stronger woman and us live together like a family. This picture I'd say, I'm letting you have is how I want it to be. No one will ever take Dwayne's place. So go ahead and mark that one out, sister. But look at me and you. We were perfect. So I'm going to try my hardest when the good Lord calls me home to be a family with you forever. I didn't expect that. She didn't deserve what she got. I waited 13 years of marriage to have her. And when she turned five years old, her father and I decided to take another turn in life. Um, through the home of grace, I've been able to find out really who I am and what I'm supposed to do to be a better mother, to be a better daughter, to be a better sister and aunt to my family. I've embarrassed everyone, but I hold my head up proud now. I go home in seven days. I plead into drug court. I'm thankful for that because I have accountability in my life. I Just like my sisters, we have a lot of people to face. Coming from a small town, you face a lot of people. And I'm proud today to stand here and be able to say that I'm going to do it. But I know that I can only do it through the grace of God. 
And I pray that people forgive me, but if they don't, something that I can't handle. I have to do it with what's my, in my heart. But I want to make my daughter proud of me, to renew my name, because her name, she takes my name also. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Kelly Pittman. And about almost two years ago, here in January, I walked down Hallelujah Lane myself at the Home of Grace. Uh, When I came down Hallelujah Lane, uh, I know I had blood running through my veins. And I could walk. But I had so many shackles and chains upon me. With the Holy Spirit carrying me down Hallelujah Lane. Uh, When I was young, uh, I lost a daughter. She was two years old. She was in a fire on her birthday. And um, I watched her take her very last breath in my arm. That was extremely hard. I was a young woman, 20 years old. Uh, after that, and I was married, I was married to a man that, uh, was not very nice. I was young. I stepped out. I got married and I took off. We went over to Germany and he would cheat on me a lot and beat on me. Um, I didn't have my family over there. I was just all alone, you know, with just him. But anyway, like in between, I lost my daughter, and I had another daughter. I came home after the loss of my daughter and um, went on through the years. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't do t- I, I'm very nervous. I, I want you to understand I'm a, I was an isolator before I got here. It was very, very extremely hard. Um, but anyways, I, I came on home, went on Years later, uh, my husband of 17 and a half years, the man I was still, I stayed married to him all them years. Um, I had another daughter after that, so now I've got two living daughters. Um, he decided to get in the bed with my 16-year-old daughter and and have sexual relations with her. He was a police officer at the time, and I had no clue. I was... Uh, always forgiving of this man who went out and did the brutal things that he did to me, you know. But what he did to my daughter, I stood up for the first time in my life, and I told him to get out of my life. Uh, it wasn't much longer after that. Uh, and, I, and, and, of course, I was codependent. didn't really work. I was scared to death. But I did this because I, I, we'd had enough. And... Three months later, he committed suicide in our home. And it was uh, very hard because at the same time, this man that uh, I've known since I was 17 years old took his life. And even though I couldn't stand him, I loved him. I loved him. But um, So when he did commit suicide, it, it took a part of me. Something happened to me. I lost myself somewhere. 
Eventually I got married again. But I still was so empty. So empty and I shut my life off. I gave the man that I have, he's a great man, a wonderful man in my life, but I gave my life to him and my children and everything and I started isolating. I I couldn't get over what had happened to my first husband. And it was about five months after my husband had killed myself, my brother, who was 27, took his car and ran it into a tree that same year and committed suicide. He and my brother left me. That hurt. That hurt so badly. Um, so then after that, uh, I, I was married with, with my husband. I started isolating. My girls were screaming and hollering, we want our mom back. I just couldn't. I turned to drugs. I turned to alcohol. Um, I kept going to psychiatrists, doctors, you name it. You got this. You got that. Here's just some anxiety pills. Here's just some depression pills. My husband I was with, I I was drinking at the time, isolating, and uh, went to two different rehabs looking for hope, looking for something. And still came back out with more strongholds, more drugs, and go home and drink on it. Um, so I started going, getting into my bathroom, and I just, I mean, a warfare came against me like I, 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 I was in a spiritual warfare. And I would sit in my bathroom, and I began to start digging my hand. I I wanted to bleed. I started picking my hand, all my fingernails. uh, My hand was just horrible. It it was the most excruciating pain I'd ever been through, but I wanted to feel something. I wanted to know I was alive somewhere. I wanted to see blood because I kept thinking I wanted to take my life. It was coming upon me, and it was dark, and it was horrible. But I know in my darkness, and I'm fixing to get to the point, the truth that set me free, that when I did come down Hallelujah Lane, torn up, miserable, the Lord put me before Miss Littleton's husband, who just passed not too long ago, God bless his soul, but uh, Brother Charles. I sit down in front of Brother Charles, and I'm telling y'all I had shackles and chains. I was wanted to take my life, and he looked at me, and he said, Kelly, do you know the Lord? I said, yes, Brother Charles, I know the Lord. I knew the Lord, you know. And he said, uh, but Kelly, you ever remember that picture of Jesus standing at a door? And I said, yes, Brother Charles, I do remember that. He said, what did that door represent to you? I said, well, that was my heart. And he said, well, let me ask you another, one more question. He said, do you realize that that Jesus, the doorknob's not on the outside, but it's on the inside? I said, no, I, I didn't. He said, Kelly, open the door and let Jesus in. You've got to receive Jesus. And so I pondered on that. I really did. That day, that first day in the home of grace, I just met Brother Charles, and I walked, and I walked, and I thought about it. And during the night at the home of grace, I had a true open my door and come to Jesus meeting, and I met the Lord for the first time truly in my life. He changed my life. 
I have never been filled with so much peace, so much joy. The Lord has used me to be able to go down over and over back down hallelujah lane to be with these women my sisters and and people and share the gospel and share the truth of what the lord has done for me and he will do the same for them because i thought i was lost i thought it was over but the lord showed me kelly I have a purpose for you. And, and I, we all feel that at the home of grace, that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. because when we came down that hallelujah lane, there was no purpose in my life. There was no reason for me to live, but the Lord has set me free. And I just thank you all today for letting me share my testimony. Thank you. Glory to God. Thank y'all. Um, that's all of our, all the time we're going to take up of y'all today. We have plenty more stories. Uh, they're all amazing. The Lord's touched each and every one of us in a different way. Um, thank y'all for supporting us at the Home of Grace. This is what y'all support. Y'all are truly making a difference in these ladies' lives. Um, thank y'all for letting us come out today. Pastor.